Welcome to the show, Beauty is More Than Skin Deep, with your host, Dana Renee. In many cultures, the phrase, beauty is only skin deep, relates to a person's intellectual, emotional, and spiritual qualities. However, what most people are exposed to first is the physical beauty of a person, place, or thing. Our topic today is not on God's watch. It's a new book written by a new author, Nisi E.A. Darden. Nisi A. Darden not only is an author, but she shares her testimony of learning to completely surrender to God, and she's also a business owner. Welcome, Nisi. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for being my guest today. So we're going to dive right in, and I just want to first say congratulations. Congratulations on your decision to share your testimony with the world. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, it was a labor of love, I guess you can say, mm-hmm. and truly out of my comfort zone, um, but uh, it was instilled in me or it was placed in me, so the more I tried to deny it, the more it kept mm-hmm. coming back. <laughs> I mm-hmm. couldn't run from it, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. there it was, and I finally, that's a part of surrendering, I, I surrendered. And wrote yeah. the book. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, awesome. Congratulations. And I've I've heard it said that everything that we're looking for is just outside of our comfort zone. I know it's it's easy for myself personally to just kind of be like, oh no, I'm good right here, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be getting a nudge to go elsewhere to do something else, and it's like, oh no, I'm good. So, um, congratulations on just surrendering because that can be a that can be a, a you know something. It's easier for for some than for others, and um, yet I believe that's that's really what we're ultimately, you know, designed to do is to surrender because things are out of our control anyhow. But um, congratulations on that. Thank you. And, yeah, it's just all about trusting his plan that he has for your life. So Definitely. You have to surrender in order to trust his plan. That's right. That's right. So tell our listeners just a little bit about you. So as you stated, I'm a wife mother of three, um, a business owner, and now we add author to that. <laughs> and, right. Um, it, uh, I'm pretty much a private person. So, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, really writing the book, yeah, it was something that, um, like, I, I tried to run from that um, mm-hmm. because, I, yeah, I, did, ha- I had no intentions on writing a book. Um, but the more that I told my story to people in passing, the mm-hmm. more I got, you should write that. You mm-hmm. should write that. Mm-hmm. And being in that position to just put it out there to really just help someone, no matter, you know, what they're going through at the time, like I said, it 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 can, you know, motivate someone else to help them. Exactly. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, you, hey, you say you're a private person, but private no more because <laughs> we've added author to your to your I list know. of titles, and with that, and with that comes you know another another realm, another open door for you, and an opportunity, and uh, you know an unlimited blessings and oppor- um, opportunities as well. So right. um, I believe it may be a season where you're, you know, you may consider yourself a private person, and I think there's some things that you will still keep private. 
However, you know, with with that uh, writing the book, you're you're being called from the from the back to the front. It's like, come on forward. Let's yes, let's put tell the my story. On tell, tell what is needed. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So tell us a little bit more. You talk about surrendering, and what does that mean to you? Surrendering your life to God. When did you decide to give your life to God? Well, I would say this: God has always been present in my life. Um, mm. I was pretty much raised in a church growing up. Um, okay. I had grandparents who, my parents worked a lot, so I had grandparents mm-hmm. who pretty much were my babysitters, my playmates, mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. of that. So going to church was not an option. You went. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you went, and, of course, I was baptized in church, but as I got mm-hmm. older, I kind of departed from that life. Mm-hmm, uh, I was mm-hmm. grown. You couldn't tell me nothing. No, I'm not. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, but God was always constant. And That's no matter good. how far I strayed or how grown I thought, still mm-hmm. came back. Still came back to that, that foundation. Still came mm-hmm. back to that. Um, but when I got sick is when, well, no, when I would say when I really recomm- I re- recommitted myself to God, maybe in my 30s, early 30s, um, okay. and I thought I found my way back into church, so I thought, you know, that it was important that I, I make that choice, but surrendering completely was mm-hmm. when I was sick, and I mm. had no option. Mm. I had no choice. There I was. It's either we're going to do this or we're not. Mm-hmm. You have to trust me and trust what I'm telling you, and you have to trust my word at this point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it, mm. it, there was no alternative other than, mm. to, yeah, my back was against the wall. I was sick. Mm-hmm. I was in a life-threatening situation. So mm. what do you do? Do you, you know, right. no, no, right. I had no choice. There was, Yeah, I had to surrender. I had to mm. take him at his word that I mm-hmm. have you. I have you in the mm-hmm. palm of my hands. Are you going to trust me right now to get you through this? Because you can't right. get you through this. Your mom, right. your dad, right. nobody can help mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to rely on me right now. Wow. Wow. You know, I, I would like to beg to differ. When you say that you had no choice, there, there was there's always a choice. There was a choice, And yeah. you chose. You chose to surrender. Yeah. Um, and I, which I think is a beautiful thing. You know, you talked about uh, being raised in the church and your grandparents, you know, raising you. And, and the, or, you know, of course, as a kid, you, you feel like you have no choice in that matter. It's like, okay, we're getting up. We're going to church on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And so as a kid, you may not have a choice, you know. But I, as you were talking, I think about the, you know, the, the scripture that says train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's exactly. old, he will not depart from it. And so, um, you know, being depart. trained up, that was something that was instilled <laughs> in you. And, yeah. um, you know, we go our own way because we're trying to find our way or find ourselves, I'll say, um, during certain seasons of life. And, you know, you talked about kind of going away and you thought you were grown. And <laughs> I think every yeah, kid doing, goes through that phase of, of what I would it. call smelling themselves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can't tell me nothing. And so I got uh, this. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And things happen, and some and in some moments, you know, you you feel like, yeah, you are in control. You feel like, oh, that wasn't too bad. I, I made it through, and then yeah. things continue to happen, and um, you're like, wait a minute, maybe I don't have this. <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't have this. Maybe I'm going about this the wrong way. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe I need mm-hmm. to go back to where I started. I and, started from. Yeah. yeah, and plus I had kids. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was important to show them, you know, mm-hmm. you want to mm-hmm. arm your children with as much as you can mm-hmm. to face the world. How can you send a child out into the world without knowing God? And where right. would they get that example? That example exactly. starts with me. That so, starts in the home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to you have to sit down and, and and analyze this and break these things down. You if you really want, not saying every every parent wants the best, but you want to try to equip them with as much as you can, mm-hmm. so they'll know because life's going to throw you curveballs, and you got to exactly. know how to how to handle that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yep, definitely. Those curveballs will happen, and. Um, you definitely have to be prepared to, to either hit the ball or maybe even strike out. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so definitely. Yeah. And so you um, you mentioned just recommitting your life uh, to Christ back in, in your 30s. Was that something that you decided to do just because you now become a mother and you were like, okay, I want to set a, a better example for them because they are watching? Why did you decide to make that decision to recommit? I can't I can't explain why. Um, mm-hmm. I did that. I've I've always felt drawn to, like I said, it, church was always instilled. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So even though I I was out there doing whatever, right, I feel right. just that longing, that place of mm. being. Mm. I never I never could find that. So mm-hmm. that was I, I guess that was part of the reasoning of going back to church. I mean, mm-hmm. even when I, I would go off and on, you know, right, but right. once I finally found my church home, mm-hmm. I think that was part of it, too. I had to find a minister or a pastor who can speak to me, who can break exactly. the word down, because I'm exactly. thirsting for knowledge right now. Mm-hmm. I need to mm-hmm. know these things, and I, I felt all the churches that I had been to or have been going to periodically, mm-hmm. it just wasn't satisfying. It wasn't satisfying mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I I always kept coming back to the one church that, that it did, and that was Mount mm-hmm. Ephraim, and I became a member of Mount Ephraim Baptist Church. Um, and so that's where, yeah, it started. So I would say it was just a maybe an issue of recommitting and finding that proper place, that place where I felt belong, where I can thrive, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I can understand his word because I wanted to understand it. I wanted to know it, but I, when I read the Bible, I was like, I don't get this stuff. I don't. Yeah. I don't get this, but I found the pastor who spoke to my soul, who can tell me things that I needed to know, and then I can come home and maybe pick up my Bible and read it and 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 internalize that, and then use that as right. in my day to day living. So mm-hmm. that was part of it too, just recommitting when I found something that worked for me and my family. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. So we're about to go into a break, but just before we do, um, you know, you, you talked about just recommitting, and, and a part of that was just a longing and wanting to go deeper and know more. Um, and so many people, when they decide to, to make that decision to commit their lives to Christ, they think, it's, oh, it's going to be easy. Okay, I'm going to do this, and life becomes easy. Um, would you, you know, I, I say that may not be the case, but would you agree with that? I would say yes and no. Okay. I would say I say yes and no because 
you're still going to face challenges, and it's not mm-hmm. it's not going to be easy. That part is not going to be easy to go through. Nothing nothing challenging is easy to go through. But once you devote your life to Christ, you've been equipped with the tools and the knowledge. So yeah, the flesh is gonna you're gonna act out, you're gonna hurt, you're gonna cry, mm-hmm. you're gonna go through whatever the whatever it is. Right. But once it's all said and done, you now know that he's got me. Mm-hmm. This too shall pass, and I'm going to be okay. So Definitely. when you go through those type of things, like oh, I give you a good example. Mm-hmm. We've all been paid and wasn't enough of a paycheck, but you got to look at it like this. I got paid. I have a roof over my head. We have food mm-hmm. in my house. We have those things. The rest, we'll take care of it when we take care of it. So it kind of gives you the knowledge to go through what you need to go through and face it head on without panicking or, you know, going through all of those things. Yeah. That's great. That's great. That's beautiful. With that, we're going to go into our first break. Welcome back to the show, Beauty is More Than Skin Deep, with your host, Dana Renee. Our guest today is Nisi E.A. Darden, who's a new author of uh, God's, Not on God's Watch. So welcome back, Nisi. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So just before our break, we were just talking about um, when people give their lives to Christ and how they may sometimes be under the impression that that life becomes easy. And you were saying that that's a, that's a yes or no question. In some ways, life becomes easier. In some ways, you don't because you're still going to have those trials and things that you've got to um, endure. However, you know, I would say it's God is with you, so He helps you to walk through those those situations. Most definitely, yes, yeah. definitely. Well, welcome back. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. Tell us, how did you learn to trust and believe in God and his word? Um, like I said, again, with me being sick, like, before I got sick, I was reading the Bible, I was doing, I was going to church, I was doing the whole nine, the Easter, the, all of that, um, and I read the Bible, and I was just taking it, like, at face value, um, kind of like, I don't know, praying when when warranted or when I felt that it was needed or something like that, not really praying or having a conversation um, mm. with God. Um, but okay. so when I got sick, like I said, there was nobody there but me mm. and him. Mm-hmm. There was no, as that song, um, you know your mom and your dad and your, your family, you know they love you and you know they yeah, want to exactly. help you. But um, they can't. <laughs> mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you have to rely on what you know, and that that is God. That was for me. That for me was God. That's what I mm. knew. 
mm-hmm. I have been told that's the person I call on when I'm in trouble. That's the person that is who I need to call on. And so, mm-hmm. like I said, I was in that hospital bed for a, a long period of time. Mm-hmm. I didn't quite understand the mm-hmm. things that were going on around me, mm-hmm. but I knew God, and that was it. Wow. I knew God. Yeah. And he was enough. <laughs> and he was enough. He was That's enough. Awesome. That's awesome. So then you, you've mentioned a couple of times now just part of your journey was, was getting sick, and that's when it became more of a, a deeper relationship between you and God. Is that something you care to go into now, or would you rather people pick up the book and, and, and learn more about that story? I mean, I can go into it a little bit. Um, it, okay. was a life, it was a life-threatening illness. Um, it, it robbed me of my memory a little. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it 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 left me. I was in the hospital for a month and a day, literally. Wow, wow. So, um, during it, three of those weeks were in ICU. Mm. So, um, like I said, I wasn't in my full state of um, mm-hmm. being. Um, okay. But I, I knew, I knew. God, I mean, mm-hmm. um, my family was there, but again, by me being in the state that I was, I really couldn't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I didn't know them. I, I didn't know. Yeah. 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 Wow. Wow. So, in my mind, there was yeah. There's nothing there, other mm-hmm. than the presence of God, um, because I didn't know. I didn't know mm-hmm. what was going on around me at times. Right. So, right. Wow. Yeah, wow. That, yeah, you have to know you have to I'm gonna I'm not telling all because I want the people to buy mm-hmm. the book. Right. But exactly. Exactly. It's it's it was a daunting, it was a challenging ordeal to I go through that. Imagine. I can only yeah. imagine. You know, we think about now what we're faced with in terms of a pandemic and uh, unfortunately, you have those that have that have lost their lives, and then you have those who have um, even, you know, uh, been diagnosed with with um, the the, the d- disease. Yes, and then uh, they're able to to bounce back. And then you have those that um, say, "Oh, I, you know, I didn't even know that are asymptomatic and don't even realize that that uh, they have it yet. They're still going on." Get to um, to be going through a situation where um, things are taken from you you know, um, or to not even really know what's going on. That's a whole different, you know, different I mean, scenario. So. I mean, literally, oh. I was fine one day and down the next. That's, mm. that, that's how it wow. happened, just that quick. Wow, I'm healthy. just suddenly. Yes, I'm, 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 I'm aware, I'm doing things, and now nothing. Wow. Nothing. Oh, my no. goodness. Oh, my goodness. So it's one thing to have a relationship, and then it's one thing to even just hold on to his word. And that's one thing you mentioned earlier, this too shall pass. So with that, mm-hmm. is, there a, is there a favorite scripture that you would say is one that you hold on to now the that you've made it to the other side? And, the okay. 91st Psalm. That is my favorite. Mm, that is my favorite. in the secret place of the Most High, huh? Yes. That is mm. my favorite. That is my go-to for everything in my life. Mm. I literally, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that, I, no, I was good. still excited. Yeah, yeah. That question is so exciting to me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I love that scripture because I read that scripture once I started recovering. I read that mm-hmm. scripture every day, every mm-hmm. day. Um, it's a portion of the book. I'm not trying to tell too much, but it's a portion of that book where you will see how much that scripture means to me. It, mm-hmm. I, I, there's a chapter dedicated to that scripture. That, that's okay. how much that scri- okay. scripture means to me. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's something. That's something. And I, you know, I think you maybe you've heard it said, and I've I've heard it for sure. Uh, when we have different scriptures that are our favorites and ones that just kind of walk us, help us get through a season. You know, I consider those what I would call life verses, and that definitely sounds like one that's a life verse for you is that Psalm 91. Yes, it is. I love that so scripture. That's <laughs> awesome. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So we touched on a little bit earlier, just a relationship. One of the things you talked about was just um, having that, that longing and just wanting to to uh, go deeper with God, and, and I think for Many people, they, they have a sense of wanting to, they may not even recognize it as, as God, but they just have a, a sense of wanting to belong somewhere, just want to belong, want to fit in. Um, and would you say it's important to, to have a relationship with God? What, is that, what I, does that mean to you? I can't imagine trying to go through life without a relationship with God. Mm. Um, looking back over my life and everything that I've been through and this book only touched on a small portion of my life, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, when I just look back at everything that I've been through and how I'm still here and how mm-hmm. I'm still standing, I if I had not known him, if I had not been if that hadn't been instilled in me as a child to know mm-hmm. to pray to God or to to call on His name, if like they say, it's the it's just oh Lord Jesus help me. Just that. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> just, just, you know, um, yeah, I can't imagine. That's why I said yeah, I couldn't imagine not equipping my children with that. I couldn't. Mm. That's, mm-hmm. that's something mm-hmm. that is, it's, it's, you need it. It's a given. You must have a relationship with him. Um, I don't see how you could not make it in this world with everything that we're going through now with the the pandemic and just even just simple life challenges, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you would need to ha- know, yeah, you would need to have a relationship yeah. with him. Like I, I look back on my younger years, and like I said, I did some crazy stuff as a kid, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I still called on his name. Right. <laughs> I I did not go. I mean, I may have did, and it may have been wrong, and God mm-hmm. help me. But it may have been. But I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mhm. You know, just help me. You know, you exactly. or you like sometimes like when you feel you ever been somewhere where you feel your 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 spirit is telling you this mm-hmm. isn't for me. This, this isn't, isn't exactly. for me. So mm-hmm. you have to have that relationship because that's nothing but the presence of God protecting you from whatever you're in right yes. there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you have to be in keen and sense in tune with God to even know that he's speaking to you. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing. He will come at your aid, but you got to also be willing to invite him in. Exactly. He's not, exactly. Yeah. He, yeah. And recognize because, you know, from my perspective, he's a gentleman, so he's not gonna barge his way in and be like, No, hey, he's not. You need no, to do. he's not. You know? No, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's he's waiting mm-hmm. for you to invite him in. 
he's he's there. He's there all along. He was there. When that's why I say when I look back over my life and I've mm-hmm. seen the things and I was like, God, jeez, I can't wow. believe I survived mm-hmm. that. I can't yeah. believe that happened. And you mm-hmm. know, you know, with beyond a shadow of a doubt, who was there protecting you? Exactly. That wasn't you. That sure, mm-hmm. it sure wasn't you. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you, know? you know that. I mean, like that could have been. Yeah, that could have been. Yeah. It, um, I'll even give an example. An accident I was in. It could have totally mm-hmm. took me out. This, mm-hmm. this, um, but all I walked away with was a shattered knee. Wow. I mean, I was hit like head on, spun around. Yeah. Oh my goodness! So, wow. So, so yeah, that was God protecting me. Mhm. I mean, definitely. You, you, when you, I looked at my car. I looked at me. I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh my God! Oh my God! Nothing but God." <laughs> but God, that's what I always say. But God, definitely. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So what would you what do you want people to get out of your book? Is it more of encouragement? Is it more what what do you want uh readers to get from your book? I want people to understand that as I stated earlier, I'm the least person that you would expect to be writing a book about God. Mm-hmm. I'm just an ordinary person. But he uses mm-hmm. ordinary people to tell yeah. his word. Mm-hmm. And if he did all of this just for little old me, mm-hmm. just imagine what he can do for you if you invite him in, if you start trusting in him, if you start believing in him. If you have those if you have that relationship, develop that relationship with him. He's there waiting for you. So, yeah, that's the key takeaway. He I'm I'm that's just awesome. some I'm just a vessel right now. Um mm-hmm. just just telling the miracles and in the book it's several miracles that took place. Mm. Several. Wow. So if wow. if he did all of that for me and I'm just me. I'm just little mm-hmm. old me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just imagine what he will do for you. Just imagine. Right. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Makes me think of that song. I'm just a nobody. Exactly. Somebody. Yes. Who can save anybody. anybody. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's beautiful. So, for those who want to purchase your book, how can they go about doing so? Um, The book is going to be released on October the 30th on Amazon. Um, You can go there and purchase it. Or you can also, I've been told they have it set up where you can pre-order. People have told me they pre-ordered it if you have Kindle, also on Amazon. Um, So, you, um, yeah, you can do either one, but it is on Amazon. It's going to be released on Amazon. Great, great. Well, congratulations. Are there any closing thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners? I'll just ask people to please go out, support me, (laughs) read my book. It is a great it will be a great inspiration. It will inspire you to open your heart to him. Um, mm. Like I said, it's just a little old me. He did a lot of miracles in my life. So, awesome. And that was just in that, that month span. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, it doesn't take long, right? Yeah. So <laughs> Each day, I would say, there's miracles that we don't even see, you know, yeah. of just his divine protection and favor. So yep. that's beautiful. Yep. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nisi, for being a guest today 
on my show. For those of you listening who would like to go out and support her and purchase her book, Not on God's Watch, go out to Amazon and take a peek and, and purchase it. So um, to stay connected with me, you can like my Facebook page at Beauty is More Than Skin Deep. Remember, beauty is more than skin deep. It's truly in the eye of the beholder. <laughs>